So today we want to talk a little bit about the environmental crisis and how yoga can solve it. So, when we speak of the environment, we speak of, we think of that place which we inhabit, right? So generally people think of the environment, they think of planet Earth, right? But there are other environments too that we have. Uh, for example, uh, we have the environment that we live in, in, in other words, our house, right? Sometimes our house is a nice environment full of love and, and kindness, and sometimes the home environment is a place of stress and anger or feelings that are not so nice, right? So that's another environment that we live in. Right? And there's another environment. I mean, there's many environments, but another environment is the environment of my body. The body that I have is also an environment. It's not me, it's something that I have. I am not a body, I have a body, right? The body is something that I, I'm wearing. If you don't, this is a big subject, and we go into detail on this point a lot in the retreats that we put on, but we don't have time for that today. But just very quickly, um, this body, the body that you have on right now is not the body that you had on five years ago. Every molecule that made up your body five years ago no longer makes up your body today. It's called metabolism. You know? My hair, for example, it looks like the same head of hair that I had a year ago. But it's not the same hair that's making up my head. My nails, you know, my nails are not the same nails that I had on a year ago. It's a different nail that I have on right now, right? Because the old nail, I clipped it off and the new one grew. So the whole um, body is going through this process of metabolism. It's not just the, the, the skin or not just the hair or the nails. The whole body, the skin, the bones are even doing that. The crystals making up the bones are always forming and reforming. Um, so this body, the body that you had on today, is a completely different body than you had on five years ago. But you remember, you existed five years ago, right? Every one of us can remember five, some, if you can do a meditation right now, just think about where you were five years ago. So that was 2013. And how old, how old your body was at that time. And you can remember being there, doing things, right? Five years ago, everybody, yeah? And you remember doing things today, right? <laughs> so, but you're the same person that was there five years ago that's there today. It's the same person. And 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But the bodies that you had on, that you were wearing then, are different bodies that you're wearing now. It's not the same body, okay? So this is a huge subject, and we can go in, go in on it deeper. If you guys are interested to learn more about yoga philosophy, um, we can, at the end of the lecture, I can tell you how you can you know, learn a bit more about this stuff. But... The body, the point is here, the point here is, is that the body is something that I'm wearing, it's not me, it's my environment, okay? So, our environments, whether it's the, the planet we live in, the home we live in, um, and our physical bodies, uh, become damaged due to the way in which we see them. In other words, do we see our bodies our home, our, in other words, our relationships with those of us, those people in our family um, and the world. Do we see those things as something uh, that I can 
get as much out of as possible? In other words, do I have an exploitative mentality towards my body, my friends and family and the world? Do I see it as something to give me pleasure, in other words? Is it my, uh, do I see that as my source of enjoyment, you see? And how much do I see it as a source of enjoyment? Or do I see it as something to take care of? It's two opposite things. If I'm taking, if I'm, if I'm looking at my friend, for example, or my family member, as somebody to uh, exploit. You guys know the word exploit? It means to use for my pleasure, right? Do I see this family member as someone to use for my pleasure? Or do I see him as, or her as someone to take care of? You see, it's a whole different mentality. It's a completely different... Sometimes it might be in one... I see them in one way, and sometimes I might see them in another. It's not necessarily you know, one way, but what's predominant, you see? So, um, when, we, when we treat our environments with um, a sense of care and love, then those environments flourish. But when I see them, I see my environments as something to exploit, then it ruins those things. It ruins those relationships. In other words, you know, if, if friendships don't last very long if, if, if there's no care and love there, if there's just exploitation, if there's just, what can you give me? <laughs> you see? That causes problems, right? So, um, the problem is, in our modern um, society, we're trained to look at things in an exploitative way. And this exploitation mentality is so uh, prevalent in our society. It's wreaking so much havoc on our, all our environments, on our bodies, our, relate, our family relationships, and the planet, you see? For example, I recently saw a documentary on um, well, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but it is a particular substance. And 3.3 million people a year die from using this substance. 200 different kinds of illnesses are caused by using this substance. 16% of all hospital visits are related to using this substance. Does anybody know what it is? Huh? Sugar? Maybe, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> Alcohol. You know, this, this documentary was in Australia where I live. It was talking about the, the epidemic there. 88% of all Australian adults drink alcohol, even though it's so detrimental to one's health, to one's relationships, to legal, you know, causes them legal trouble. They kind of just ignore that because they see, or we 
I don't want to say we, I don't want to say they. I, I mean, we're all guilty of this, you know? We see our bodies as something to enjoy, something to, for me to uh, get as much pleasure out of as possible. And that mentality, when uh, pointed towards uh, my body, causes my body a lot of suffering, causes my body a lot of pain. But if I looked at my body, if, I, if, if my attitude towards my body was one of uh, taking care of, right? Not exploiting, but taking care of, then my body would be much healthier than if I had the mentality of exploitation towards my body. Does this make sense? Do you guys understand this? Okay. So, um, with the... Uh, see, the, the, there's a... <laughs> The vegetarian um, environmentalists, they face a major problem because, you know, they, 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 they speak a lot about how people, um, their, uh, Yannick, if that's not working, then just yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. So the vegetarian, the vegetarian environmentalists, they, they face this problem. <coughs> that um, they, they tell people, like, you shouldn't be eating meat because it's causing so much problems to the environment. Like, for example, um, this documentary that I watched said that 51% um, of all greenhouse gases come from the livestock industry. This was, a, I think, a United Nations report or a World Health Organization report, that 51% of all greenhouse gases come from that. And it's, it's, the livestock industry is using something like 70% of all available fresh water. It goes towards the, the livestock industry so people could eat the animals, right? So it's using up, it's causing, it's not sustainable. It's using up so much of the world's resources. But uh, we have this desire to eat the, the, the meat, <laughs> right? We desire to eat it, and so that is... Uh, you know, we don't want to take the hardships needed in order to, we don't want to give it up. Why? Because um, we enjoy the taste of it. We enjoy eating it. So, you know, their, their problem that they face is that they're, uh, um, you know, people, they don't even care about their own bodies. You see? Like, they don't even care about taking care of their bodies. They're exploiting their own bodies. How are they going to care about the big environment? You see what I'm saying? Like the big, the big environment, whatever we do to it, it's not as immediately felt as the small environment in my body. Right? Like, for example, if I go out in the town and I drink, I get drunk, I get sick the next morning, maybe I have some fights with my people in my family or girlfriend or something, and I might get in some legal trouble. You mean, you, 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 the effects you feel right away. But, you know, if you, if by eating a burger, I mean, yes, there's those ill health effects. People don't even care about that. How are they going to care about the big environment? You see what I'm saying? So their, their problem, the, the vegetarian environmentalists, their main struggle that they're having is they're, they're telling people about the environmental impact, but people aren't even, they're not even care about the damage that they cause to their own bodies because they see their bodies, or we see our bodies, as something to enjoy, not something to take care of. 
They see the world as something to uh, enjoy and not something to take care of. And same with their relationships, their partners and, and so on. They see, they see them as something to enjoy. So um, in the, in, there's a yoga, in the yoga uh, scripture text uh, called the Bhagavad Gita. Have you guys ever heard of the Bhagavad Gita? So in the Bhagavad Gita, um, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that this exploitative mentality or lust, is, lust means the, enjoy, the desire for my own enjoyment, uh, not just sexual, but the, the desire for my own sensual enjoyment, lust, is the all-devouring sinful enemy of this world. It is what destroys the whole world, is this exploitative mentality. It destroys your body, it destroys relationships, it destroys the planet. That is the cause of the environmental crisis, is this exploitation mentality, you see? So, um, there was recently, there was a, a, a scientist, a, a very famous, or uh, one of the leading environmental scientists. Um, his name is Gus Speth, and he, let me read you a quote that he he uh, said on a radio show recently, and that was echoing what, uh, what was said in the Bhagavad Gita about 5,000 years ago. Um, he said, I used to think the top environmental problems were biodiversity loss, ecosystem collapse, and climate change. I thought that 30 years of good science could address these problems. However, he realized he was wrong. He says, the top environmental problems are selfishness, greed, and apathy. And to deal with these, we need a cultural and spiritual transformation. And we scientists don't know how to do that. You see? So there are so many companies like Monsanto and Halliburton and um, McDonald's or whatever, causing so much devastation to the planet. And there's a lot of activists. They're trying to shut down these companies. But the problem is, you shut down one of these companies, another one's just going to come back up. The underlying problem is not the company, but it's the, um, the, the greed that's fueling these companies. You see what I mean? It's not the company itself. Because you shut down a company, it's like, you know, the story of the thousand-headed dragon. I don't know if you guys know about that, but the, you, you hammer one down and then two pop up in its place. Or like, pull, you know, like when you pull gray hairs, you pull one out and then you get like two in its place. You see what I'm saying? So these... <laughs> Trying to take down these companies is like that, you know? It's, it's, it's not going to solve the problem. It's just another one's going to come up in its place. You can pass laws too. Like in America, they pass laws against fracking. You know about fracking? You know what that is? Fracking is... They, they America is rich with what they call natural gas. And it's this gas that is embedded in the bedrock under the ground, right? And, and if you look at a map of where it is in America, it's like, America's a, it's like the Saudi Arabia of natural gas. It's, it's all over it, right? But the problem is to excrete that natural gas that they sell for, you know, good profits. What they do to excrete it is they put, they, they, they mine or they drill like a, like a tube down into the ground and they fill that tube with all kinds of, uh, like a chemical cocktail that, uh, Causes the uh, causes explosions underground, and then they excrete the gas in that, that way. 
But the problem is with that process, they poison the water. And so people that live in those areas, which is a huge area, um, their water is completely poisoned forever. So they can't, they have homes in which you, you take, in this documentary, have you guys seen this documentary, Gasland? I saw it on the plane on the way here. They, they um, you, should, you should see it when you go home. It's on, I think it's on Netflix or Stan or something like that. But they, you turn the, they turn on the tap in America. They turn on the tap and you can light your water on fire. That's how bad it is. And, but there's laws in place that, uh, there, there were laws in place. And like in the 70s, they wrote these laws to protect the water in, in America, right? So people can drink and live, right? But, uh, so there were actually laws. They passed laws to protect these things. But then um, Dick Cheney and his boys, his, his friends in the um, natural gas uh, industry, they were able to, with political power, exempt companies from, exempt these natural gas companies from these laws. So basically these, these energy companies come in there and poison all the water and they have no liability whatsoever. They, could, they just do it over and over and over again. And they, they poison the whole, pretty much all of America's drinking water. You can't drink it anymore. So, you know, you can pass laws and you can take down companies and stuff. But this greed for more and more and more will destroy the planet, you see? So, how is yoga going to fix this? <laughs> so, the yoga system is uh, a system for, it's a practical, yoga first of all, it doesn't mean stretching exercises. The stretching exercises that are called as yoga asanas are simply a small part of the yoga system. And it's part of a system of yoga we don't even practice. I don't even practice. A part, part of a system of yoga called Ashtanga Yoga. And the, the purpose of those stretching exercises were to make your body comfortable so you can sit in meditation for long periods of time. But we practice another form of yoga called Bhakti Yoga. And the Bhakti Yoga process is a process that anybody can apply. It's a very simple process. Anybody can do it. You can be, you can have a, you don't have to be a yogi living in the Himalayas, you can be a regular person. And just take on simple practices in your life, and it will bring about uh, happiness in your heart. And this happiness in your heart will make it so you will not need to uh, exploit so much. Right? Because after all, why do we exploit? We exploit because we want pleasure. We want happiness. Right? We want we, want, we need these things, right? So when we're feeling empty inside, then we look at others, we look at our bodies, and we look at the world as something to fulfill that need. You see? So the, uh, the purpose of bhakti yoga, and actually all yoga, all yoga um, uh, paths, is to bring a person to a point of self-satisfaction. So he's not so much needing. In, the, in another um, yoga text called the Sri Shupanishad, uh, one of the mantras in the Sri Shupanishad states that um, everything animate and inanimate that is within the universe is owned and controlled by the Lord. One should therefore accept only those things necessary for himself which are set aside as his quota, and he should not accept other things 
knowing well to whom they belong. So, actually, um, this is advice given to how a person should live. So he's not causing havoc on his body, on his relationships, and on the world. In other words, the solution to the environmental crisis is very simple. Now, please, sit down. Don't, you guys are all sitting down. Nobody's going to pass out, hopefully, in shock. The secret to, the to, to solving the environmental, environmental crisis is simple. It's just live simply. Take only what you need and don't strive, don't endlessly strive for more and more and more and more. It's very simple. And you, you uh, treat your body, treat others, and treat the world in an uh, attitude of love and care. That's all. You see? Why is it so difficult to do? It's difficult to do because we're empty. Because we're not happy inside. We're not satisfied inside. So we just power on drinking, 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 uh, uh, abusing this and abusing that. It's due to a, a, an inner emptiness, an inner lacking. So this is what the yoga system is for, is to make you feel, make you experience happiness, satisfaction within your heart. So you don't need to do this on and on. On and on and on, because this is this exploitation, this exploitative attitude is not sustainable. It's not sustainable for your body. It's not sustainable for your relationships, and it's not sustainable for the world. Okay, so um, is this clear? You guys understand? So, does anybody have any questions? So if you guys would like to learn about Bhakti Yoga, we're putting on a retreat next weekend um, in the town of Lasser. You guys know where that is, Lasser? <laughs> it's about like two hours away from here, isn't it? One hour away from here? Yeah, it's a country town about an hour away from here. We, we rented a, a place there. So if anybody wants to come there, it's, we're only charging like 150 bucks for the weekend. It includes food and everything. And you guys can come and learn about uh, bhakti yoga is a very simple process of yoga that you can apply in your life and very quickly you will experience uh, you'll begin to experience happiness satisfaction within your heart you see so if you'd like to um, you can uh, well, we have some flyers here so you can we'll give you these at the end of the and end of the evening here tonight which we're almost done so if nobody has any questions uh, maybe if a question comes up we'll answer it but first we're just going to have a one more little kirtan meditation, uh, maybe for five or ten minutes or so. And then, uh, yeah, if anybody's in qu any questions, they can stay and ask. If you don't want to ask in a group, you can ask me. And, um, you know, we'll give you some flyers and we've got some tea and, and cookies and stuff. So, um, you know, when people don't ask questions, sometimes I, I, I worry that they didn't understand anything. Or it's either they didn't understand anything or they understood pretty much everything. So there's, there's no need for questions. So <laughs> um, I, hope, I hope you guys understood that. I maybe I should... I oh, yes, please. Thinking a similar way, but 
yeah, it's a little bit, you know, you have to come back home and still recharge yourself every single day. That's really difficult. Yeah, you know, you, you brought up a good point. It's, it's, it's important to have association with people who you want to be like, you know? It is said that people are, in a sense, are like mirrors. They take on the qualities of those who are around them. You know, that's why, um, like, mothers, they get really nervous when their kids are hanging around druggies <laughs> because they know that their kid's going to become a druggie too, right? So it's very important for the parent, uh, to, for their kid to associate with kids that are good influences, right? So we're like that. We're just like those, kind of those kids. We become like the people that we associate with. So the, very, the most important thing is to try to associate with people that you want to be like, right? doesn't matter what it is. If you want to be a good businessman, then you've got to associate with businessmen. If you want to be a champion bodybuilder, body, body then you hang out with them, right? You want to be the, the best, you want to be a professional golfer, you've got to hang out with good golfers, right? So if you want to uh, elevate your consciousness, and um, have some spiritual life, spiritual realization, then you must, have, you must work to find this association in one way or another, you see? And if you want it, it will be provided for you. That's just the way things work, okay? Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Anybody else? So anyway, we have that retreat, so there's your opportunity if you want, for now. So, um, Okay, so we'll just have a little kirtan, and then, you know, you guys are welcome to stay and chat and, and whatever. All right? We, we cool? All right.